0: Coming up today on Cozy Motherfucking Boots.
1: Hold on. Just give me my moment, y'all. I'm I'm sick of black men and black fucking women arguing about relationships and this, this, and that and the third and the the man should do this and the the woman should do that. How about this? How about you find a motherfucker that molds and fits just in your your category? While we're arguing amongst ourselves, these motherfuckers see that shit. And guess what? The black family is not getting any closer together. Uh The children are still Still, you know what I'm saying, looking at Mama and daddy and them fight, but because you want to prove a point so bad instead of saying, hey, let's just come to a terms of how I want to be treated, and if you can't do it, me move the fuck along, and we don't want to do that.
0: That is Jeffrey McWild. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's your boy Darren. Over here with A Love the Poet. And Mr. Poon Poom. Put some respect on his name. Mr. Poon Poom is uh A Love's mm-hmm. Valentine's Day panda.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> the new addition of Cozy Motherfucking Boots, aka our son. No all, homo. All son. Yeah, our son. No homo. All son. Yep.
0: Well, everybody, welcome to cozy. Hey, hey. Motherfucking, Motherfucking boots. boots.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> Come on in the room. Why do I always start off an interview or start off any episode? Like with some type of Negro spiritual or some type of spiritual. Yeah, that shit
0: just in you. This is in you.
1: <sighs> Wish I was in somebody. All right, cool. Well,
0: it's time to introduce ourselves. Yeah. So I'm going to go first this time.
1: Go in on ahead now. Ooh,
0: yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, my name is Darren, but you can call me Dad D Mob mm-hmm. D Mobius 3. Dr. Mob MD with no fancy degree. Mm hmm. DJ Montana and Durante, so we... Mm, B-Boy Super Rock, 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 rock. they'll be so clean. Mm. Carlton, Mr. D, Mob Z, and the first name last of all, Dirty D. Mm.
1: Yeah. Mm. Dirty. I got my co-host over here. Hey, man. What up, niggas and niggas? <laughs> niggas and niggas, it's your girl, A-Love the Poet, a.k.a. Daddy, aka your mama's favorite poet, aka just another nigga in America. How the fuck are you doing?
0: <laughs> and we got a special guest over here for this episode Spidey.
1: Spider Man.
2: You. <laughs> yo, yo, what it is, what it is, handle biz, handle biz, your main man Spidey Rock, a.k.a. Rick Chan, more funky flavor for that ass, the whiff stand, We're gonna kick it off like a kickstand, about to get in ten toes deep, like quicksand, spill it deep em. may not have hurt, but I know you about to fill them, let's get it, cozy motherfucking boots, in cahoots, man, let's
1: our, go, our fucking intro lame than a motherfucker, god bro. damn, we ain't got nothing to rhyme, our shit lame, we gotta step this shit up now,
0: or not. You guys do great. What are you talking
1: about? Your Mine rhymes. rhymes. Mine rhymes. Mine rhymes. <laughs> I don't care. Leave me alone. <laughs> What's up, Spides? Oh,
0: we, we got somebody else, too.
1: Mr. Poom Boom. Boom. Yeah. Mr. Poom Boom. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hold on. I got him. I got him. <laughs> yeah, this is Mr. Poom Po from the Boom Boom Room doing it real big. And y'all tuned in to the Cows of Motherfucking Boots. Rocking it. Taking your loot and taking your bitches. And not ever being in the trenches. Ooh. Don't be no snitch, bitch. Thanks, Mr. Pom Pom. This
0: Mr. Pom Mr. Pum Pom, everybody. Give Mr. Pon Pom a round applause. Yay. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah. So today, y'all, we're talking about a really serious uh topic. Something that I have been pondering and wondering about. Um, and something that I'm not I'm not even gonna hold you. It's something I deal with on a daily fucking basis. And that topic today is
2: black rage. Start
1: Friday. (laughs) All seriousness, black rage. (laughs) Start Friday. God damn it, Uh, black rage. um, How it affects us in our everyday life. How do we deal with it? How do we cope with it? How do we how do we stay out of jail? Because it's just a lot to be upset about, and a lot of things that enrages all of us. And how we can, you know, just go forward. So, yeah, Darren, you want to start it off? Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Are you going to tell that story that you told me?
0: I am going to tell that story. Okay, good. That was fucking interesting. I think it will be very interesting for everybody to hear. Um, First off, like, Black Rage, I found in doing my little research that I did for this episode... That it is a book written by two black psychiatrists, William H. Greer and Price M. Cobbs. And it kind of details the inner dimensions of black men and the inner conflict that they deal with living in America. Mm-hmm. And just um, basically, that also was used uh, right I think it was right around the time uh, Martin Luther King was killed Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Martin Luther King Jr. was killed and it was kind of very prevalent in the movement around that time Fast forward.
2: <laughs> oh
0: my god. Oh my god. What was that? What was that? I, <laughs> was that? <laughs> I looked way <at laughs> and it wasn't helpmakers. Was okay, so so between the cat howling outside, <laughs> me not being able to speak, and then just
1: this, I I'm did. like, what? I I, I got it. I I got enraged at the cat. I'm right. I'm
2: just easy to amuse like a baby. I apologize.
1: Yeah, oh. I'm sorry. Please continue. Oh it was the cat y'all there, I don't know if y'all hear that but there's a cat outside just howling and won't shut the fuck up so yeah I, please continue oh, fast forward
0: <laughs> fast forward about 30 years later um uh, well somewhere close to it, it was, black rage was actually used as a legal defense in a case the Colin Ferguson case um i.e the 1993 Long Island Railroad shooting Mm. Uh, so kind of quick details of that case um Colin Ferguson moved away from Jamaica after his parents passed um he was uh, his parents were pretty wealthy so he didn't have much to worry about but he moved to New York City um in 1982 had a lot of stuff happen to him um Got divorced from his wife, had domestic issues in the home, got fired from his job, got booted out of school because they said he was too aggressive. Um, Got arrested on a train and convicted of assault because of a woman who was on the subway in New York City said he was uh, harassing her. Um, Got hurt on his job and could not collect workers' comp money. And it just seemed like everything was kind of weighing down on him mm-hmm. ever since he got to the uh, United States. Mm-hmm. Now, there were a couple of things, you know, that was, was happening at the time. Like, he was able to get back in school, um, even though they ended up kicking him out again a little bit later. Because, again, they said it was just too, too, too much, too aggressive. Um, he did see some of that worker's comp money come back, but he didn't think it was enough. So he went to consult a law firm a law firm in Manhattan. And when he went to go see the lawyer, um, the lawyer who was uh, a woman, um, I don't know what what ethnicity or race she was, but when she met with him, she also said, that she didn't feel comfortable dealing with him. By that time, he was just ready to get out. So he went off to Cali, tried to find jobs there, was turned down for all the jobs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think he was able to make some money because he was actually able to buy a firearm, and then he moved back to New York shortly thereafter, where the, the shooting took place um, after he got back. And let me see if I've noted down here. There were quite a few victims. Um, I did not note the specific amount, but you can look up this information on the World Wide Web. But I think there were at least 20 victims. uh, Pretty much more than that. Um, Six deaths, I believe. And all of his victims, those who were killed and injured were all non-black citizens.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. So they ended up using um, black rage as a kind of reason for pleading temporary insanity in his case thereafter because of all the stuff that he went through
1: mm-hmm.
0: to get to that point. Now, <clears throat> suffice it to say, that defense did not work. And he got sentenced 315 years and 8 months in jail. But they still tried to use it. So, in kind of thinking about all of that and knowing that, you know, being a black man in America, especially, or even a black woman in America, Mm -hmm. you have so much on your shoulders to think about. So, So many ways to look. And things to look over your shoulder about as you go through your day. How does that affect you?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So we can any anybody can start because I'm not starting. I don't I don't want to start. Not today. I don't want to start today.
2: Spidey. Okay. <clears throat> I'm 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 still gathering well, my thoughts. Uh, I don't know. I have to kind of equate it. And it's going to be funny <laughs> to kind of being like a superhero. And I know people say that's a weird comparison, but it kind of is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, not only do you got to carry your own weight, you got to carry everybody else's weight. And you got to constantly be looking over your shoulder. And it's like kind of being like Spider-Man. Everybody knows your secret identity. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, it always feels like you're kind of at oh, risk, um, kind of vulnerable, right? <clears throat> And they kind of feel like you're being constantly watched and monitored and nitpicked and, you know, for various reasons. And you can feel the energy. Even if, like, you don't, per se, see somebody looking at you, you can feel people looking at you. Mm-hmm. Well, what is he going to do? Well, how does he feel about that? Like, there's been times I've been in the grocery store and people follow me around the grocery store to see what I'm going to get. And they get the same stuff that I'm getting. It's <laughs> weird. That is That is that. It's fucking strange right like well, or, what
1: I, What does me eating gotta do with
2: you and, and like I'm, I'm gonna get to I know it's like may not seem dangerous but it feels like strange like you're being followed and like a lot of times like if I'm like at an arcade or something like that you know or I'm like like, or at the club or something like these white dudes they come and they just stand there and they just wanna be like in your space
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it's just like what do you want from me you know like go away <laughs> and it's like they watching you they want to be near you because they feel like they're going to get some sort of notoriety by being near you I don't know if this counts but that shit make me feel uncomfortable as fuck and it's like what? you always have to constantly watch because I've been out the past couple weekends and at least three times somebody is like said nigga like and in one instance like I cussed the dude out like I was about to beat his ass but the only thing that stopped me was the police was behind me that I said I don't need this right now man not over that shit the second time it happened, it was somebody rolling by in the damn car that said that shit all loud and just like, well, I ain't gonna walk up on nobody's car. I don't already got in that fucking car. Right. Mm-hmm. Broke wrong. give me on some get out shit and throw me in that van. Especially like, out here in Tennessee. mean. And then like the third time, it was like last night. I'm chilling. I'm playing the game. Like somebody just say that shit like under their breath as they walking past. I'm like, dog. I'm trying not to cause no trouble. You know what I mean? It's just like you got because you got to weigh it. Mm-hmm. Because, like, my mans, in the story, like, all that shit led up to what he did. Now, we're not going to condone violence here. And I'm sure that not. this show not. definitely doesn't condone no violence towards anybody. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, <clears throat> when you talk about what he did and you ain't getting no help and nobody's listening, that's sort where of shit is going to happen. So I juxtaposed that with another thing. I was at the store one day. Sorry, I know I'll go off kind of a tangent. you good. No, no, no. I was at the store one day, and I was getting some stuff, and there was a guy who came in obnoxiously loud. And the lady's like, yeah, he talks to himself, but he acts like he on the phone. Yeah. Okay, whatever, you know. Been around that before. Um, but then they started making fun about how this guy was crying because he lost his wallet. And this goes into the same story about the gentleman that connects with that because I said they wanted me to laugh, and I'm like, I'm not going to laugh at that. Right. Because you don't know that man's story. Like, I am one bad situation or decision away from where he is. And the thing is, maybe he cried when he lost his wallet because a lot of people tell a black man ain't worth shit, but what they have in that contraption. Right. So maybe he's been conditioned to feel that way. So when he loses wallet, he feel like he ain't shit because somebody made him feel that way. Mm-hmm. You don't know what he's going through. Mm-hmm. And maybe nobody listens to what he had to say because people don't want to listen to what we had to say. You know, even as men, especially as black men, it's like, it's a, you ain't supposed to show no emotion. You're not supposed to, it doesn't matter what you think, you're supposed to keep going. So maybe you don't have anybody to talk to but himself, so he talks to himself because that's the only person who listens. Yeah. Yeah. So I say all that to say is like, yeah, it is hard like feeling safe or like feeling like I can just be comfortable anywhere. I can't. Even sometimes in my own house, I don't feel comfortable. Like you just heard about the guy recently where they done bust up in the house and just start, you know, capping at them. And then like, uh, Brianna Taylor as well. It's just like, mm-hmm. it's like really, where do you feel like you can belong? I don't feel like I belong too much of anywhere. Sometimes.
0: No, that makes, makes perfect sense. And it's, it's like you, you see, <laughs> you see and hear all of these things just like, um, um, your man's with the wallet. hmm you never know what he had in there. He could have had pictures of his family or something that he I lost. I didn't
2: even think about
0: that. Yeah, or or even, like you said, he could have just not had any money in there. And just made you just start breaking down. And it just makes me feel too like, and I, I know this, I felt this way years ago. Like, I was just one <laughs> bad day away from... Doing something I wouldn't even, you know, I wouldn't have thought a million years I would do. Right. Or even just like uh, Mr. Ferguson, one or a few bad situations away from shooting up people. Like mm-hmm. like we said, we don't condone violence or anything like that, but it's, it's kind of hard to talk about something like this without acknowledging the fact that people like him out there do exist. There are people who have been just tamped down and pushed down and oppressed and gone through so many situations all the time to the point where they just minutes away from snapping. Mm -hmm. And we could be those people too, especially since we're talking about it, to bring other people back from the brink. And actually acknowledge, just like you didn't laugh at, at your man's with the wallet, mm-hmm. you know something like that, showing compassion and kindness for him, that could have been the thing to keep him from doing something crazy. Right. You never know. You never know what people are going through. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Hello, you real you real just kinda lay back over there, real quiet over there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um because I just think that um it's a lot to take in. Um and for me personally, I always reference Black Rage to the Nikki Giovanni and James Baldwin interview. And if anybody has not watched that interview, I suggest you watch it. I watch it every week. Um,
0: I forgot what show that was supposed to be on. It was on Soul. Soul, that's mm-hmm. right. That's right.
1: It was on Soul by, uh, that was um, hosted by Ellis Hastings. Um, I watched a documentary on that, by the way. It was fantastic. Cool. Um, and um, James Ball and Nikki were talking, and James was saying like, that his father, that sometimes being a black man, you know you have a rough day you you know his daddy went through it you get treated like a nigga and then you come home and you beat up from the day you don't know how to interact with your family and you don't know how to be affectionate because you can't do that on the streets and so then you know he knew that his daddy loved them he just didn't know how to how to how to Express it because he couldn't he couldn't do that, you know you couldn't show any signs of softness or whatever, so then he used another example of a man who who was just under stress with everything, and his child was crying, and he threw the child against the wall and killed it, and he said, I don't condone that, but I understand what he was feeling and what my father's be- my father was feeling." He literally says, they got you by the balls. And you can't, you feel like you can't do anything. You can't move. You can't express yourself. You can't do just anything to get release. So a lot of people sometimes will equate me as black rage or like try to insinuate that I'm angry. And I've talked about it plenty of times. It's like sometimes the way that I communicate and my tone of voice and everything can be very aggressive. But then I have to think about it. I am mad about a lot of things. I'm mad that I don't feel safe in a lot of places. I don't feel safe or protected at my job. Mm-hmm. When they call me into the office, I'm already thinking like about three thousand different scenarios and how to figure out a solution. Mm-hmm. When they all they did was call me in there and tell me I had a raise, so now you know what I'm saying. You don't know what to expect. Right. I'm mad that I that. That, I, that I'm not represented all the way at my job. I'm mad that, you know, I that my people can't be who they, who they are or be with the people that they love, be with the person that they love. I'm mad that, you know, there's not... I'm mad that black people are hurting other black people and not practicing black unity. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm mad that some of my white friends, I got to like constantly evaluate them to make sure that they're not some piece of shit. I'm mad at myself because I dumbed down myself because I know the type of system and type of world that I live in. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm mad to know the fact that anything that I buy really ain't mine. Mm-hmm. No matter how much I work, no matter how much I do anything. And it's de- it's depressing it's disheartening. Mm-hmm. And I'm mad that like sometimes I can't have conversations with people about black issues because they like, oh... We don't want to hear that or they don't want to talk about it because it seems like that's just the topic of the conversation. Well, you got to think about it like the 60s and 70s where you, you know what I'm saying? And even some part of the 80s, people were talking about it. And then it kind of, you know, it's been a conversation, but now it's picking back up. We need to have conversations about that. So it's a lot to be upset about. And I get so angry some days. Like, I'll just wake up and I don't know why the fuck I'm mad. I'm just mad. I'm mad I gotta go to work and I gotta deal with this. I'm mad that I gotta shut off part of myself and be quiet at work. That's why like, when I'm on the podcast or something, I'm free. I'm sporadically just saying shit. Because at work I gotta be some confined ass nigga. And I'm not a confined nigga. I'm not a You a can? Damn it, yes. I'm a cute can.
0: A-love in a can.
1: Yes! But then, you know, but then I maybe want to be A-love a TV dinner. Or I want to be A-love something else. I want to choose and pick what the fuck I can do. And then people will say, oh, well, you know, you have to take personal responsibility for things you say. I I do! I do take personal responsibility in what the fuck I say. But what I don't get an opportunity to do is to actually be unapologetic for it because... You don't understand me. Or you didn't take the time to fucking understand me or what's going on. Exactly. And I get tired of niggas acting like that because you work on a job or because you have white friends or because you know you're doing well in life. You negate the fact that you are still a fucking nigga. They see you as a nigga. They see you as a fucking nigga. No matter what. No matter what, and I I hate to say that, but you gotta operate in, like, you know what I'm saying? Black actors are good and the best fucking actors on earth because we've been doing it all our fucking life. Ooh. Because we've been doing all the fucking. What are you talking about? Black actors and actresses are the best fucking people in the profession because we've been doing it all our lives for free. Now you just allowed us to get paid for it. Bars. Yep. I'm sorry. Not sorry. I'm mad that fucking black people are just so indoctrinated with fucking religion and are fucking tape recorders and don't understand what the fuck you're saying. Well, Bars. God said this. What the fuck does it mean? Bars. Hmm? Bars. Hmm? What does it mean? What does it mean to be Christ-like? What does it mean to really live free? What does it mean to what is what is what does it mean? I if I want a fucking tape recorder, I get a fucking tape recorder. What are you doing? What are we doing? Hmm. But if I but if I if I if I say hey, I don't like that or I don't agree with you, all of a sudden we ain't we ain't peoples no more. Nah, nigga, because at the end of the day. I hope your white Jesus come to help us when the fucking uh, explosion happens. Because it's going to happen. It's happening now. So while you praying to white Jesus, I'm going to go ahead and pick up my arm and bear too. And my nine mil. And get my kinfolk. And we're going to ride the fuck out. Because I ain't waiting on no white Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not doing it. It it doesn't make sense. I'm mad. I'm mad that black and it, you know, it goes deeper than religion. I'm mad that black people have such just intellectual mindsets have, have so much potential that we don't fucking use it. We believe any and everything, any and everything. I know I'm, I'm well enough. I, I know for a fact I know for a fact that if a job tells me they're celebrating Black History Month, I'm smart enough and intelligent to know that you just really don't want to catch, catch an HR case or a legal case. So in that fact, so like my job, my job is not celebrating or saying anything about Black History. I'm cool with that. You know why I'm cool with that? Because I know what your intentions are and I know you really don't give a fuck. But if you actually did something for Black History Month. Then I'm going to look at you like, you fake phony and motherfucking fraud because you only doing that because somebody complained to HR and then somebody brought it to somebody else and said, hey, we might want to do this because we don't want no fucking legal suit on us.
0: So they damned if they would or and damned if you if they
1: don't. Right. <laughs> and then how can you celebrate black history? How can you celebrate black history? You, you know what I'm saying? Like, it gets to the point. Like, how can you celebrate me when you don't know me?
0: Or you haven't been trying to know or me. Or you Just ain't like been like trying been, to know me. Like, we've been neighbors... Yeah. Four hundred some odd years. Yeah. And you ain't never come over my house. Yeah. To eat dinner. Not Yeah.
1: Once. yeah. You want to celebrate me, but you don't know how you don't know how I like to be celebrated. You see you how wanna, I cut
0: my grass. Right.
1: You don't you don't allow me to celebrate me, my culture, my heritage, how I wanna be do how I wanna do it. Yeah. Because it's too violent or it's too loud or it's too ratchet or it's too ghetto. But but you love everything that I do. You think because you can say a few things from Malcolm X or from any anybody else or all these other type people, you down with the cause. You not. Right. Congratulations. You took a black history course. I am so fucking proud of you. We'll get you a certificate. We'll get you a certificate (laughs) of fucking completion. And I'm not trying to negate that there are not white people out there that are our allies. But it goes way deeper than that. And I just went on a fucking tangent. That's my TED talk.
0: You—that wasn't a tangent. That was a fucking rant.
1: It' cause <laughs> it's it's it's, uh, it's fucking it's mind blowing. No, but that that was well deserved. No, I, it's I, it's mind blow. It's just it's so fucking annoying. Yeah, it is annoying as hell. Cool. Do what you want to do. Have your goddamn religion. Have your fucking. Uh, uh, um, um, you know, white picket fence and do that, whatever. Have your quote unquote the American dream. Okay? You have all that indoctrination you want to. Meanwhile, me and my folks around here, we're gonna try to figure out where the fuck we from, where our ancestors is from, pay homage to them, give them offerings, huh? Pray to them, have us God have. Our ancestors and our God got us. Because again, ain't no blonde haired blue eyed Jesus know what the fuck I'm going through. And you can make all the examples you want about all of this other type of shit and try to compare him to being black and this, this and that and the third and all this. Listen, they don't even want to admit that Jesus was fucking black. They can at least admit that I'm a nigga. Look like a nigga. Talk like a nigga. Nappy head. Big nose. Big mouth. No. You keep that. And when you do some reading. Do some research. You'll realize that your Christianity. Your indoctrination. And any other thing else that you do. That was indoctrinated by the white folks. They stole from your people. Which is who? The Africans. And I said what I said. No disrespect to anybody. Sorry, not sorry. And that's my TED talk. Come here, Mr. Poom Poom. <laughs> I done got pissed. Ooh, I'm pissed. Pissed.
0: Yes, yes. Pissed.
1: pissed.
0: No. No, you're absolutely right. That's a torrential
2: tangent. Tangent.
1: Sorry, I was trying to think of the right word I did want to say. No, it's, it, it's just. Word. It's ridiculous. I'm sick of black people. I'm... Hold on. Just give me my moment, y'all. I'm sick of... I'm (laughs) sick of black... I'm sick of black folks... Black men, I'm sick. I'm I'm sick of black men and black fucking women arguing about relationships and this, this, and that, and the third. And the the man should do this, and the the woman should do that. How about this? How about you find a motherfucker that molds and fits just in yo in your category? Because everybody everybody sees femininity and masculinity different masculinity differently, and everybody views relationship differently. While we're arguing amongst ourselves, Bar- these motherfuckers see that shit. And guess what? The black family is not getting any closer together. Yes, Bar- the black folks, they're not getting any closer together. The children are still, still you know what I'm saying, looking at mama, daddy and them fight. Uh-huh. But because you want to prove a point so bad instead of saying, hey, let's just come to a terms of how I want to be treated. And if you can't do it, me move the fuck along. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that at all. We are the most fucking innovative people in the fucking world. Everybody wants to be like us. Everybody. And if, and if a motherfucker say they don't, they're lying. Fine. Gay people, white gay people want to be like us. I see on TikTok, black, white men white men be having these long ass nails, be trying to click clack. Damn, you want to be like us so bad, don't you? You can't even be gay Right. Bam. Don't nobody be gay better than a fucking black person. I fucking said it. I fucking said it.
0: A love approves
1: this message. I don't give a shit. And another fucking thing too is, we as black people need to stop excluding other black people. We're already excluded, so you're gonna exclude the, You're gonna exclude more. Oh, that 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 person's gay. They're they're not really for the movement for the people. What the fuck does them sucking or fucking anybody got to do with you?
0: Cause you suck and
1: fuck too. God damn right. How the fuck you got here? My nigga. Exactly. How did you get here? Yo mama did it. Yo daddy did it. Did it. Everybody yeah. did it. Get here bitch. You the <laughs> bus. You feel me? Like what, what is, what does that fucking matter? Hmm? Hmm? You want to talk about toxic masculinity? You want to talk about feminine mask? You want to talk about uh, toxic femininity? A lot of that shit stirs some motherfuckers can't be themselves. Most of the motherfuckers you married to gay or they've had feelings for a man or they they were not able to to explore their sexualities or explore their their uh different sides of them
0: or even just fully
1: express themselves like period how they are. I like some period <laughs> come on you want, you but you we don't want to talk about that we just want to say oh he's just toxic why is that man toxic quote unquote are you giving him a safe place to be himself yeah why is that woman toxic did her daddy touch her has she always felt like she had to fight for her place fight for her voice Hmm? did you get to did did you understand what that do you understand what that is cause these behaviors are just not behaviors just because it's a fucking Tuesday it's not also, black people take accountability for your mental health. Take accountability for things that you need to take accountability for. It is not your job to take accountability and responsibility for other people's shit.
0: And if you know something wrong, go ahead and take steps to go fix it.
1: Period. I'm not gonna dumb no. my blackness down or dumb myself down because a white person can't take me or they or they can't they can't handle my culture or my energy. I'm not doing it for a black person either. <clears throat> I'm for real done now. That's my TikTok. i come here pum <laughs> Pum.
0: You and poor. I'm here. so fucking
1: mad, bro. <laughs> I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> boom boom. <laughs> <laughs> <Dun, dun, dun.
2: laughs>
1: See black people do that!
2: White <laughs> people will be like, uh sorry
1: guys? <laughs> sorry? <laughs> What? What's that reference to? Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> watch was, some. Watch somebody go say I'm attacking white people. Holler at me. We'll talk about it.
0: I heard it was probably the best thing when it comes to talking about uh, talking about just just that very thing you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, a recording of young gifted and black. Mm by Nina Simone she gave moment. a little preamble at the beginning of it
1: yes God
0: told everybody in the audience it was a live audience told everybody in the audience about how many records it sold what's it gonna be on and everything like that
1: mm-hmm.
0: and she said the title of it and said to the white people in the audience this record <laughs> is not dissing you it's not excluding you. It's not saying anything negative about you. Mm -hmm. It's just for us.
1: And we have a right to have something for us. we
0: just talking about us. Mm -hmm. There's nothing negative against you. It's just about us. Mm -hmm. And then she started singing.
1: We have the right to have something for us. We do. We have the right.
0: But that's also the other thing too that I wanted to talk about and I wanted to mention because you said a lot. You said, I was a little
1: hey, mad. You, yeah, you was a big mad. Big fucking mad. Mm-hmm. Big mad. <laughs> I thought about a lot a lot of shit. I didn't got that. I feel great now. Bitch, lightheaded. <laughs> <sighs> Need an orange juice? Wild the color? Why orange juice? I don't know. Wanna fight?
0: Sing that whole damn song. Mm-hmm. Fuck around say that whole I
1: don't do no damn sweet.
0: <laughs> I don't know karate. But, but I, I know karate. Cra- yes you do. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the most dangerous. The most dangerous part. About it all. Is. When you know. That you're kind of. Under the thumb. Of a system or a place where you cannot be yourself, mm-hmm. and even just as Spidey mentioned, sometimes in your own home,
1: Mm-hmm.
0: you can't even do the things you want to do because somebody will get some kind of suspicion about you, and people call raids on you,
1: mm-hmm. just busting your people shit. in
0: riot gear come in your house, mm-hmm. busting your house, so. It's like I'm thinking to myself, too, because my own experiences with just the anger that I feel is kind of how I would describe it in cooking terms. It's like low, low simmering anger Mm -hmm. was always there. But I know I can't never turn that stove up. I, I never feel like I could turn that turn that heat up mm-hmm. and actually kind of get some of that get some of that stuff out the pot. Cause I know if I do, if I act out of character, if I feel like I act out of character, or if somebody else sees me doing that, then that's putting my life in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. So I'm still trying to find good constructive ways to let my anger go through and I know we mentioned um, in a previous show you know actually the last one you were on Spidey that you know when we were out there breaking on the street and everything I remember there was a period of time where uh, stuff wasn't going right I was in school we were out there breaking just about every weekend downtown uh, Nashville And stuff in my life wasn't going right. I was, you know, not doing well in my classes because I didn't have the money to eat. Because I didn't, and I didn't have the energy to go get another job. And I was in my higher level classes. So I felt like if I went out and got a job, I wouldn't be able to concentrate on those classes. You know, you over here taking like statistics and molecular genetics and shit. You ain't going to want to go take no other job and then have to do that at the same time. Or at least that was my thing. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I wanted to be able to concentrate on my work because I know that if I was able to concentrate on my work, I could do well. But I would get out on the street. There was a period of time where I would get out on the street for, you know, it was a few weekends too. And I would just be so angry from everything that happened over the week. And for that Breaking was my outlet. Mm -hmm. None of those, none of those people in the crowd, really cared or knew, and most of them were white people, and most of them were drunk, so they ain't even give a fuck about anything. But I get out there and I would dance, and I would let all my anger flow through me Mm -hmm. and out to all my limbs out of my body. And I remember there was a, a... Probably a little bit later, a couple of months later, after that, there was a, a sit-down meeting we all had. And I remember the the leader of the group came, you know, and looked at me, and he told me that he could feel and see my anger
1: mm-hmm.
0: through my dancing. That's not necessarily and that's not necessarily what the group was about you know mm-hmm. because they were there to to be out there entertain and have fun on you know the weekend nights Friday, Saturday nights for the people that were out there clubbing drinking at the bars and everything else.
1: Right.
0: I get that. But I needed a place to express myself. Mm-hmm. So, I ended up getting excused from the group anyway, but I found other ways to try to let my anger go and let it out and It's been hard to do that over the years. That's just one of the ways but I'm still trying to find other ways to do that. I'll tell y'all that's what I had to say about that well,
2: to that point um. Yeah, I do remember that actually uh, And that was rough It was real rough Because um, I understand that Like And you know, I'm not trying to diss anybody I just think that person who said that Didn't understand it from our perspective uh, Me and D-Mob coming from Like kind of similar schools of interest And things like that is like, I feel like I understood them a little bit more which is why I was like you know I wouldn't have said nothing about that by myself so you know where that's coming from because um, I get it mm-hmm. being in a certain position and then you have this power and you can do this because it has been many times I've been out and i just been straight pissed off and that's just the energy that's coming off of me mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying but then it just became a time where I got a little bit you know more I don't know maybe people can see it I don't know but it just I became more focused, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, how do I turn this inward to create a certain possibility or whatever? And I got more interested in my own performance, but maybe I kind of forgot about that a little bit, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Which is good because, like you always said, like you always said about him, know, he had that organic uh, way of dancing, which he just told you, you know, and that's how it is, and that's. What it was like In the beginning of hip hop That's the reason why Hip hop was created And like To speak about that rage Like you think about The people in the South Bronx In the early 70s Like if you watch Like The Get Down They cover some of it Maybe Not too much But some of it's pretty Accurate Mm
1: -hmm.
2: You know Blackouts People burning the Buildings for insurance money It looks like a war zone According to Either it was uh, Nixon or I think it was Nixon or Reagan That said that When they pulled up In the Bronx Mm, I think it was Nixon And coming from that you got a multi-billion dollar thing now that is the most influential music in the world but it came from that rage that we're talking about Mm -hmm. but that comes with a knowledge of self and I hate to use that term because it's so overused now and I believe that you know but I like it because it makes sense to me so Mm -hmm. it comes from a knowledge of self and knowledge of self comes with accountability and part of it which is I mean, I think it's something that we've always endured with because uh a big tenet of Capoeira, if I can go into that, because that was created by the Africans who were transported to Brazil. A big point of it is in a fight, you let the certain shit happen. Like somebody's gonna punch you, you accept that in. Why do you accept it in? Because what you accept in, you can then manipulate.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? So, mm. people are going to look at you from a place of weakness. But what they did was, sometimes they would get down on the ground. People are like, oh, they on the ground. I really got you now. And the most powerful kick has come from the ground. Uh-huh. So, of course, people are angry. But part of that is, when you have knowledge of yourself and who you are and the different things that, that come from you, you can use your environment to your advantage. And that's who we are. We've always been, you know, for lack of a better term, alchemists. Alchemy comes from chemistry. You know, so I just, I'm pretty sure we probably didn't call it that. It's just when things came from the Moors over to Europe during the Dark Ages, they called that alchemy, you know. Mm-hmm. And you could break that down either way. People had their different versions about it. But alchemy is turning base metal into gold. And as black people, we've always had this thing of taking some of the worst of shit and turning that shit into shiny gold. Mm hmm. Uh So in that rage We can use it to focus it And create something Mm -hmm. Um, And I I say that to say Because I like what you said About taking accountability Mm -hmm. And the knowledge of self Because that comes with If you have knowledge of who you are Then you go back and realize Oh let me go look up Heru And the Osar myth Because that's where Christ comes from Mm -hmm. So to speak Right You know what I'm saying you can go back and you can look up all these different things. And you could trace it back mm-hmm. through the music. You can even trace it back through the church. Because a lot of people don't know about the church. There are certain hymns that we came up with that ain't have shit to do with anything that was in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you go back to the Ephod tradition from the Yoruba people, there's like uh, references to those uh, orishas. But in the form of a Christianity song, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's one song, I believe my uh, Capoeira teacher told me about this, where they mention Jesus as a battle axe. That's nowhere in the Bible. but when we think about an axe, we think about Shango, mm-hmm. yeah. who would be the equivalent to that you know, type of hero figure or Jesus figure. It would be him and Eshu, uh, mm-hmm. who is at the crossroads, and the cross is a lot dealing with Jesus, so you do the math with that one. Um <laughs> Wow. Come on, bro. So, Come on. The, wow. <laughs> the thing is, even when you look over into like South America and the dias- diaspora, like in the Caribbean, even with the Catholicism, you hear about syncretism, like Santeria,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Candomblé. It was just, they took those Orishas and mm-hmm. they just assigned them to a different saint. That's it. They were still doing their shit, but it was mass under that. Mm-hmm. And somewhere along the lines, we kind of lost our mm-hmm. connection with a lot of that stuff. It was police more here in in North America, though. There, they kind of let them do a lot of stuff, but they seen what happened in Haiti. They seen what happened in Brazil with the water and all that stuff. and They said, oh, hell no. By the time that news got here, they said, we got to really crack down. They can't be drumming. They can't do none of that shit. They can't do none of it. So it it took form in a different way here. And Mm -hmm. you can see it um, even reading like Dilettine. They talk about that in terms of music. So, even music is our form of kind of revolt, mm-hmm. in a sense. And we take our rage out that way. It just viewed as, oh, that's entertainment.
1: Mm-hmm. The
2: songs that uh, our but, ancestors used to
0: sing in, yeah. the, in the fields. Mm-hmm. No, they didn't know what what time we getting out of here. <laughs> Where we going. what we that. beating. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know. And I... I agree with everything you're saying. I'm I'm enjoying the fuck out of it. Please continue. Yeah,
2: yeah. I didn't mean it. Right. No, it's good. It's just, and that's what we talk about a cyclical thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We always view things in cycles. That's how our answer to view things. But when we became indoctrinated by the so-called dominant society, we start looking at things in a linear way because mm-hmm. that's how they look at shit. Mm-hmm. And they missing a piece of the puzzle because they can only handle certain things at a time. Whereas we can take some look at it and find four, five, six different things out of it. For sure. Like, for instance, when you talk about the Dogon, and I got this from a, a, a scholar named Kaba Kabakamane, uh, also known as Booker T. Coleman, back in the day, and he talked about the Dogon and how they viewed, like, stories in three levels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was the face value story. There was the read between the lines part of it mm-hmm. in the middle type story and then there was a deeper esoteric meaning and that's how we've always approached everything and we do it even now sometimes Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying so when you understand like source and how that works you understand that you are part of that source really everybody's a part of the source but the people who are connected closest to it Mm -hmm. would be us Mm -hmm. because we we, we've mothered and fathered civilization I don't care what anybody says yeah We were here, and that's part of the thing. Is it's not so much they don't know us. A lot of reason why we catch a lot of hells to do we do is because they do know us. The problem is we don't. Mm -hmm. So we turn that inward and we disrespect ourselves Mm -hmm. because we don't know who we are, and then we trying to keep up with the Joneses, and we want to be like that. That which wants to be like us. But when we understand where we are and we look within, then we can handle things like when we talk about toxic masculine, toxic femininity. Like you said, it's because people don't know themselves. Yeah, they don't take the time to express themselves. Mm-hmm. They like they're like emotion is a bad thing. You shouldn't. No, emotions are things that you have. It's just how you handle it. Right. Uh-huh. Can you express that to somebody? Can you talk to somebody? Do you have like you said? Do you have the space? Mm-hmm. A lot of these things don't happen because we don't create that space for each other.
1: Because
2: mm-hmm. yeah. we're not even kind to ourselves. We don't even respect. Ourselves. ourselves Individually Exactly So how the hell are We going to be in a relationship With anybody <laughs> Right And right. it shouldn't it should matter Who you fuck with Look Wherever you want to stick Your meat Or your feline Is your business Why does anybody Care about that shit mm-hmm. At the end of the day If you look at the movement Of civil rights Or whatever you want to call it There was all kinds of people And we don't even know All the stories Because back then People was more discreet About shit
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Now people want to wear shit Like a badge of honor and they put everything into that. Okay, you like you like this and you like that. But why are you making that a badge of honor? Mm-hmm. That's a part of who you are. Exactly. But when it comes to dealing with this shit that we got going on right now. That's why it's bigger. That's bigger. Yeah. Nobody's saying you can't be that. But really, that's your business. Right. Uh-huh. But now it's like people take that and they put it on their chest like Superman and they go like... Mm-hmm. Now part of that is cool because you should own who the fuck you are, and I respect that shit. Right, but don't forget who the fuck you are. But don't first. forget who the fuck you are. Well, yeah. I'm shut up because I'm like. Hey. No,
1: I got you. No, and, and and I think to add on to it, you know, I've had to uh, take just recently this year, and I told Darren, mm-hmm. I was like, I got to do more studying, because some of the ideas and thoughts that I have mm-hmm. I need I need to back this shit up more. So I've taken the time mm-hmm. and when I speak on religion and stuff, I'm yeah. I'm speaking on it in a very a lot of it passionately and just a little bit surface level mm-hmm. because I'm taking the time now to read the Bible again, mm-hmm. cover to cover. Because I know that when I speak on it again mm-hmm. and when if I speak on it in a bigger setting, yeah. I already know what you finna do. Yeah. I'm studying you. You right. finna throw a scripture at me. I know yeah. that. But then sure. I'm gonna throw another one at you too, and say, mm-hmm. well, this one says this too. So, yep. you know, da da da. So I I know that I know I'm you know I'm studying the Quran. Mm-hmm. I'm studying all of that because mm-hmm. I got to be prepared. I, we have to be prepared in what's going on. Mm-hmm. And what gets me is too is like they've studied us for forever, forever. You know, and if you don't believe me, you can read the book called The uh, The Makings of a Slave mm-hmm. by Willie Lynch. That'll tell you the blueprint right there. And it's still happening to this day. And the fact of like. We have social media. We have all these resources. But we're not using it. We're starting to. And the most dangerous thing now is. And I'm seeing people doing it more and more. They're finna try to. And they're starting to do it. Monopolize on. Black spirituality. Oh yes. They've been if they ain't been it's doing been it. It been happening for yeah, right. years now. Right. And and it's going and they're going to continue to do it because you're getting black people now mm-hmm. who are learning about meditation. Yep. Learning about yoga. Mm-hmm. Learning about their ancestors, mm-hmm. learning about black gods, learning about how to eat, mm-hmm. how to respect themselves. People are going through total 360 transformations. Mm-hmm. You know, not not trying to go too deep, but I'm personally going through my own personal spiritual journey right now. Mm-hmm. And have I slipped up? I have. But I've taken the time instead of instead of beating yourself up on why you slipped up. Because I don't know if you remember, like when we would be in church and stuff, I remember when I was in church, we were going to fast. The church would go on a fast. Mm-hmm. You better not tell nobody you fuck up. No. Nope. Them motherfuckers gonna say, Praise Oh Lord Jesus, you finna die nigga. You, you finna world. go to hell and da da wall. And nigga. I know we were supposed to get a give up bread. I just had a French toast stick. A nigga forgot. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. I just I, I, I wanted some uh,
0: yeah, breakfast I had a, that day.
1: I had a French toast a nigga forgot. I slipped up. But they you know, you'll be so pissed off yeah. that you fuck up, you beat yourself up, but French then you forget cookie. A French toast stick. Mm. You, beat, you beat yourself up over that French toast stick. <laughs> and you not really mad at the French toast stick because was good. <laughs> you ain't mad at the French toast stick. You mad at yourself. Instead mm, of that turning nice. that energy into being mad at yourself. Like when I fucked up right now in my spiritual journey of certain things I can't do or I yeah. can't watch or can't say or do, whatever like that. Mm-hmm. I got to ask myself, are right, you fucked up? Why did you fuck up? Mm-hmm. Did you fuck up because of a trauma response? Did you fuck up because you, you, you felt some type of way? Did you fuck up because you didn't want to deal with that? Did you put yourself in certain situations where you in that you shouldn't have been put in and you didn't consciously think about that? Okay, bet. Now I know. I can't put myself in this situation. I can't be around certain people. Mm-hmm. I've done, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing it. I can't be around certain people. I can't entertain certain people. I can't see, you know, I can't be, around, I can't even be insane for like in certain foundations. Like I can't touch the ground in certain places because it's not alignable with what I need to do. So with that being said, don't add on to the black rage or the rage you have by beating yourself up. You got enough shit to be mad about. Yep. You being mad at yourself. That's the last thing we need right now. We need for you to open your eyes. Be conscious about what you're doing. Anything you doing. You know what I'm saying? From what you eat to what you think to what you say. And if you got to talk to yourself and say, hey, we're not thinking like that today, bro. Right. Do that. Keep yourself and hold yourself accountable. But people know, like, people know how to manipulate that. And the system knows how to manipulate people into not going into the, the world of consciousness mm-hmm. and looking at things bigger than what they are now. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
0: Or even looking deeper into themselves or deeper into their situations.
1: Right. Because I don't know about you, but when I was coming up, you couldn't really say you was depressed like that. Oh, you just going through changes. Oh, no. You just no, going I, through the motion.
0: I tried to uh, I tried to tell so I talked to my brother a few months ago, mm-hmm. and he asked me about some stuff that happened, I don't know, what, a couple of years ago? Mm-hmm. And at that time, I knew that I had been depressed.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I had knew then that I was depressed. And he asked me about that, and I, I told him, like, hey, depression is a bitch. It's, it's, it's hard to get through, and I know that I suffered through it. And the very next thing he said to me was man what depression what, what the fuck you talking about
1: mm-hmm. what is that mm-hmm. I
0: ain't no I ain't no depression mm-hmm. No, nah, whatever <laughs> I know how we grew up
2: mm-hmm.
0: depression was code for lazy
1: you going through you just going through changes or you just going
0: through changes mm-hmm. or are you you just need to get your ass up and do something. you
1: need a good hard, a good hard day's work or good labor to to understand what real life is about and what real depression is about. Mm-hmm. Aka, get go out, get a job, and become probably more depressed, and realize it's not the job or something you're supposed to be doing, but you got to operate in that job because now you're in the cycle of this thing called capitalism, which I will not go into. And that's depression of its own. So, you weren't you weren't taught to to live. You were taught to survive. So that's why now, when you do something for yourself, you treat yourself. You feel guilty, like oh my God, I bought myself a fucking pencil. Uh-huh. I shouldn't have bought this pencil, but you need the pencil. You feel guilty for that, and it, it and that's that's enraging because you can't you not enjoy yourself. Mm. You know, or you feel guilty about it. You feel guilty for going to work somewhere you don't want to work for 40 hours a week. And really, 40 hours a week, that's not even, like, a a reasonable. You got to figure out how you can get extra two hours a day just to, you know, at least have $50 to have to yourself. Mm -hmm. But you can't spend 50 cents on a pencil. Mm -hmm. Uh That enrages you. Taxes enrages you. And then the taxes don't go nowhere. Don't get me started
0: on taxes. Exactly. Y'all niggas know how much I pay with everything. Why the fuck I got to do my taxes? Hmm. Why I got to turn that information into you? Right. Just give me my money. Or tell me how much I got to pay you.
1: Right. And then the fact that I still got to pay you. So every check, taxes come out of it. At the end... We combine everything you made. By the way, you owe some more money. How does that work?
0: Because I didn't pay you enough. But I can Based barely. But I can barely
1: make it. I'm not making enough. Hey, as long as they get their money, they don't care. And then you become you become their slave. Because then I get don't
0: get me started the the fucking taxes, the birth certificate thing. I don't. I'm yeah,
1: not, we'll 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 hold off on not, that. Not but doing it. It's Mm. just, you know, it's enraging. Because, you know, it was a point where I was taking niggas hours. I went to motherfuckers like, crack it, hey bro, You don't want to work tomorrow, do it. Oh, yeah, let me work tomorrow. Let me work half that. Over here (laughs) scratching your neck. Let me work (laughs) here scratching my neck and shit. Let me get your hours, bro. (laughs) Bro, Let me at least get half your shift. You know you come in for the last half of it. You know what I'm saying? You know you want to go on vacation early. You know you you hate your wife, but you want to go sleep with your girlfriend. Come on, bro. Let me me holler at you real quick. Damn. You feel (laughs) me? you feel me come on man no I'm not I'm not buying I'm not buying none of that shit at all again y'all praise worship do whatever you want to do on your own mm-hmm. that's cool but let's get down to the black business and black rage and let's try to squash that mm-hmm. let's try to figure out a way to heal and pro- and propel ourselves forward mm-hmm. please. That's my TikTok Oh Come here Mr. Punk.
2: That's real Um And uh Like the You know I don't want to just Be putting blame on Whatever Whatever But part of it Is just from Coming up to mm-hmm. And seeing Like how I was treated For being a certain things Skateboarding And all this other stuff When I was younger I always was into it Like just mm-hmm. Even before Lupe Fiasco Came out with that great song That I played the hell out of <laughs> Um I was always into that Yeah and coming up and trying to explain that and why you in, you know, mm-hmm. you know, but it informed some of the best parts of me to help me get back to myself. Like maybe I spent a little too much time in it, but in a very cyclical way, I was able to come back to who I was with it. Like I was able to make certain parallels about certain things, certain spiritual concepts I can understand because I watched stuff like Star Wars, which is where they got it from anyway. Mm-hmm. I understand why I like comic books and superheroes so much and all this other stuff because it has something to do with me intrinsically like on an internal level mm-hmm. because it comes from a lot of the concepts that we brought forward and our people, our ancestors brought forward. So I think part of the problem is, and this is society as a whole, even if i got to get to society as a whole, you are not allowed to be who you really are. Somebody is always trying to box you in or mold you and the way they see fit instead of sitting back and kind of letting you unfold. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes we all need, I mean, we all need guidance, Mm -hmm. right? You can't just go wayward, but it's just, the problem is we got a lot of people who got in their own way and now they getting in your way, (laughs) you know? And that's the problem. Like, you couldn't get out your own way, so you bring another, uh, you bring another soul into the world and then you get in their way, too. Yeah. You know? it just, we all had to get out of our own way and get out of the people' way that we bring forth and, you know, kind of see where they go and let them go into that area. It's like a, a thing where it's like you got to be a scientist and you got to be this. And it's like, those are good things. We need that. Like, was, like, we need, like, mathematicians and scientists. But we have all those. Yeah, it just those mathematicians and scientists manifest themselves in different ways. Mm-hmm. Like, what really is a scientist? There's a science to everything. There's math in everything. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's all unnecessary. Like, when people say things like, well, earlier were coming up, and I still feel guilty about this, that I'm into dancing so much, or I'm into hip-hop so much. Because coming up, I never wanted to really be associated with that that much. Because I was always told, that's what we do all the time. That's what black people always do. We should never interact with it. Mm-hmm. But when I started fir- figuring out the spiritual uh, benefits and just... Just how I understood certain stuff Even sometimes like With coding and shit I understood more Because I was dancing mm-hmm. Or into hip hop I'm like Damn They told me not to do that But why is this still The most influential Influential music in the world Yeah Like people can't yeah. live without it Why every time I watch That damn commercial I see somebody doing Fucking breaking Or gliding their ass Across the screen and shit
0: Yeah
2: For whatever they trying to sell Yeah And you mean to tell me This shit isn't important Somebody think it is. People need to be inspired, Mm -hmm. you know, because the inspiration is what drives some of the molecular biologists or whoever to do shit that they do to see from another perspective. So the problem, I just think we don't have a, we're trained not to have a holistic. I keep saying holistic. I hate that fucking word. We don't have that holistic perspective. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And we don't accept it. We just always judge judgment, judgment, judgment. Mm -hmm. You know, judgmental. And that does come from that kind of that church mentality. We're not going to beat up on the church people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not today. Not today. Not today. But that comes from that, that church mentality. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, we inflict that on ourselves.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then some of us, we just want to reach out on points. Like you say you ate the French toast stick. And they're like, oh, Lord, and they make a big deal. Mm hmm. That's cause they know they done did some
1: shit they would yeah. supposed to do. nigga, I know, I know you had, I know you went to the international house of pancakes and had you a good few stacks. But it's just like if I
2: can put the Post attention that shit on me, Instagram, yeah, on so and so, I can get away with it, and that's something that I think internally we gotta handle, like, yeah, the accountability thing once again, but... Yeah, yeah.
1: and I'm, and again, I'm not trying to beat up on church people or black religion mm-hmm. at like you know the church at all. Yeah, it's just it's an example. And that's where a lot of the, the, the shit starts at. because I can't blame everything on them because shit, I was indoctrinated as well. I was raised in the church. So the shit that they believe and the shit that they do, I get it. I was a part of it. Yeah. So I had to look into myself and say, okay, some of your feelings and some of the things that you feel about church or that, that it, you know, Ignite your black rage mm. is because of your own personal trauma. So then I had to realize, all right, cool. Let me work on my on healing from that mm-hmm. because there was a lot of trauma I went through through that yeah. through the black church. So I had to, and still doing healing from that because the only way I can read the text of the Bible, the, yeah. the Quran, or anything like that to inform myself is I got to go in that shit with a clear fucking mind, mm. so that I understand what's going on. That's right. So, so that if somebody from you know, a church comes and they talk to me about it. I'm not automatically attacking them, or come or not, you know, yeah. coming at them with love or understanding. You know what I'm saying? We we work with and we support people in the church. Mm-hmm. You know, we we're, we're part of their stuff. You know what I'm saying? Just because we don't uh, worship or move the same way or believe in the same doctrine that yeah. they believe in, that don't mean that they make the kinfo. That don't yeah. mean that we don't fuck with them. It's just we don't believe what, what you necessarily believe, and it's a mutual understanding. So then, if you have that mutual understanding with somebody, work can get done.
2: Yeah. Real work. Uh, we're not a monolith. Right. Um, uh, and just to speak to that, we're needed on all fronts. That's the thing. So ain't yeah. nobody excluding anybody. If That's what you do. Yeah. It needs to be for the betterment of.
1: All of us. Right. We need black. Yeah, we so need black leaders if, and if, black preachers. If we you, do. Yeah.
2: If you in that, you do that. But right. you got to make sure that what that's doing is for your liberation. And this was what uh, uh the late Dr. John Harry Clark said. Shout out to him. He said, uh what did he said? He said, religion socially and politically should be an instrument for your liberation. Mm-hmm. Or otherwise you throw them into the ash can of history. hmm. Uh, so if you're going to do that, do that. But make sure it's in the interest of your Liberation. people and your betterment. Mm-hmm. Spiritually or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not everybody going to do that. yeah. But the people who are sound in body, mind, and spirit and soul mm-hmm. who understand, okay, I see what that's like. Maybe I don't call it that. Maybe I don't do it that way. Maybe I don't do this on Sunday. Maybe I don't go to Mecca. But we got the same fucking problem. Right. So let's make this shit happen. Right. Uh-huh.
1: And I can still pray. Listen, and I'm going to still pray yeah. for my for my people out there in the struggle cuz shit you need all the strength and all the positive yeah. energy because shit we got a long way to fucking go. Mm-hmm. So sorry, you know, kind of got passionate there. You know. Uh, ain't no problem with that. that you dro- you, you dropped your phone, you know. It's okay. It's, 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 okay. it's, it's all right. Yeah. No, nah, I I've, I've been enjoying. Yeah. I mean like like I said, I just I just want people to 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 open their minds. And to realize that what you have and what you're doing and where you are, you're there for a purpose. You don't have to conform and be something that you're not. You don't have to do things because other people want you to do it. Right. Because every... A motherfucker may see your life going in this way. Mm -hmm. That's what people don't understand about me.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, you could be doing this, you could be doing that. I could be doing that. But that's not my calling. That's not... That's not my assignment. That's not my purpose. That's not my path. And so, but I hear what you're saying, and I'm gonna take yeah. it. I'm gonna take it into uh, account. Yeah. But if I completely negate my path and something that my higher power is telling me I need to be doing, mm-hmm. I'm not a service to the people, to mm-hmm. the masses. I'm a service to you. It's true. So I'm not. I'm only servicing you, and you're not guaranteed. Right. But my higher power is guaranteed. So who I'm going who I'm gonna listen to? Be a fool to listen to you. Appreciate it, but I gotta go over here.
0: There's one hurdle you gotta get past first, though. TED Talk. One hurdle you gotta get past to get to that point.
1: Cut my check.
0: You got. <laughs> you gotta get to the depths of your knowledge of yourself
1: and it's not just easy just
0: exactly what both of y'all been saying the whole time
1: and it's not easy you
0: you gotta be able to dig deep And every, you, gotta, you gotta go there
1: and everything about yourself that may not be pretty ain't evil it could that's just true. it could just simply be fucking you that's right and you probably gonna have to figure out how to use this something that's not pretty and make it something fucking beautiful I said what I said Everything, everything that's quote unquote not of the Lord, or that looks evil, or that looks not cute, or something like that, is not evil. It's not. What
2: do you think the Crusaders had to do to push that message across the Huh? Ass? Huh? It wasn't pretty.
1: They had holy wars. Oh. Huh? Holy wars. Well. Come on, like so, everything that's that's ugly that you think ain't fucking beautiful is not a demon. It's not right. none of that. It may be something that that made itself ugly so you can see it, so you can deal with it to see how fucking beautiful it is. Right. motherfucker, stop growling,
2: shit. Or scare the <laughs> motherfuckers away who weren't really about it. Man. You got it, look. And you going back to what we talked about in the last thing about how sometimes people jump in shit. Yeah. And then there's like this, this like, uh, this responsibility that hits some
1: nigga like, wait a second, I ain't
2: signed up for that I shit. ain't signed up for that right. shit? And then they leave. Right. It's that same thing. When Scared. That, when the ugly side short, oh, God.
1: Yeah. Man. You can't pussyfoot this. Yeah, you can. You can't. Why would you pussyfoot yourself? All right.
0: What benefit would that
1: be? What, what benefit do you have of pussyfoot yourself and your future and shit like that? Granted, you pussyfoot yourself at work. You know, niggas walking work. I'm going to do the bare motherfucking minimum. Um, they paying me to hey, bare fucking hey, minimum.
0: You know, and get that is with, of that.
1: Yeah. Hey. The fuck, I got a job right now. I don't know I don't know half the fuck of what's be going on, but you, we getting paid. Cue
0: the Seinfeld music. But Shit. Boom,
1: thankful, boom, boom, listen. Boom, thankful as fuck boom. for my job. <laughs> but hey, I, was, I Hey, it is what it is. Don't pussy. Listen. I'ma just I'ma just say my shit and then I'ma shut the fuck up so we can close this out. But like I motherfucking said, don't pussyfoot yourself around because a mother another motherfucker is pussyfooting theyself around. Don't sit around here and forget the objective, of what's going on, and why you upset. Work out your anger and your rage. Talk to somebody. Talk to your peers. Figure out what is going on because now that's not saying the shit that you angry about is valid. Mm-hmm. It's just somebody ain't told you that it was valid. Yep. I'm here to tell you it's valid. But what's not valid is you letting that shit sit up in you and you don't fucking work it out Mm -hmm. because what you fail to realize is young black goddesses and gods out there is that we need you. We need all that, that energy and all that, those ideas that you have and you're blocking yourself By not fucking allowing yourself to heal from past traumas and not elevating yourself and understanding what the fuck is going on. I'm talking to myself. Amen. So, keep pushing. Keep thriving. Keep doing what the fuck you got to do. And if you want a motherfucking French toast stick, you have a motherfucking French toast stick.
0: With syrup.
1: With syrup.
0: Syrup.
1: (laughs) That's my Ted Toe. We ain't
2: playing with you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry.
0: Oh, wait.
1: Yeah, that's my TED talk.
0: Oh, your TED talk.
1: Yeah, cut my check. Any um,
2: any final thoughts, Spidey? Uh, well, the final thought is there's multiple avenues. Um, but there's one truth, right? And we all represent that one truth. We're just coming from different angles, you know. So even if you don't agree with a certain angle, try to understand, understand it, or at least be understanding of the fact that it's there. And if you don't want to understand, okay, that's there. I get it. That's their lane. Maybe that's where they're supposed to be. So acceptance first of self, right? Mm-hmm. Acceptance doesn't mean the lack of accountability, but you must accept something before you can do anything with it. Like we talked about the concept of capoeira. Uh, where it's like, okay, this is happening. This hit is coming. And instead of me, you know, push kind to shove, you're going to put your hands up, right? Mm-hmm. But most times, instead of me putting my hands up, I see that this attack is coming. I move my shoulder and let it happen. I let the attack happen, but I just move my shoulder as it's happening. Because mm-hmm. I can manipulate it then. But if you don't accept first, then you can't take the next step of how you're going to uh, deal with it. So acceptance is first First of self And then first of understanding The others around you So I wanted to say that And then also There's different ways Outlets to you to handle this To manage this rage Like yeah We're all angry And this is all justifiable But we don't want to say Go out and make bad decisions And attack people unprovoked Now if you gotta defend yourself You gotta defend yourself Period You know what I'm saying Don't be no fool about that however it's just like there is ways we can transform this like if we always have into something that benefits us mm-hmm. you know you always got to know that everything around you you can use where you are you can always do something from where you are never feel like you're in a place where you can't do anything you can
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know what I'm saying and just think internally what drives you and go in that direction no matter who's saying what about it even if nobody's doing it Maybe you need to be the one there and kick that door open. Mm. So accept the fact that there are things happening so you can then work on solutions. Don't just let it fester. Find your tribe. Find people that you can talk to about that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, they're all out here. Like I'm talking to these fine people right now, gang. You know what I'm saying? Because they about. they they get what I'm saying. I get what they're saying. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. So that's what you got to do. But that's my final thought.
1: Cut his <laughs> check,
2: Springer. Cut his check. Cut his
0: check.
1: What about you, Dad? What you got?
0: No, y'all y'all pretty much said it all. Oh, I'm sorry, y'all Dad. pretty much covered all the bases.
1: Oh, you know what would have been real intense hmm. if Weserface was here, and you know what I'm talking about.
0: Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a story for a later time. Yeah. But certain certain people should be privy to these kind of mm-hmm. conversations. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, um, he's great. acknowledging and accepting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You acknowledge it. You accept it, then you can understand it. You start doing that with yourself. You start doing that with other things and other people too. And once you kind of your journey will only let you go as deep as you will uh, allow yourself to go. Here, you can push yourself to go deeper,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and there's usually no no bottom. So, the deeper you go, the more you can find out, the more you can understand, the more knowledgeable you become. And that's, uh, that's kind of a, it can be a catch-22 at times. But more often than not, it's a good thing. But that's all I got. And it's been great talking to y'all. Hey love Spidey, my guy love it so we gonna close out yeah and see y'all next time niggas and niggas niggas and niggas take care of yourselves and each
2: other Spidey thank you for being on again thanks for having me on here to talk my shit
1: you a real nigga you were real nigga because you brought those shit from the gas station. God, that fucking gay day. Yeah, I said gay day. That's my granddaddy. <laughs> my granddaddy so called it gay day. That gay aid was busting. <laughs> that gay day was busting. Okay. I've been pissing like a racehorse ever since, but that's fine. <laughs> All right, y'all. Peace,
2: little hey. niggas. Peace.
0: Everybody for listening. This is Darren from Cozy Motherfucker Boots. And we got another one in the books, y'all. Thank you so much to Spidey for coming to talk to us. And this is a pretty interesting subject, pretty, um, pretty near and dear to all of ours. So if you got any comments, any questions, any concerns, any constructive criticism... Go ahead and hit us up on Facebook, on Instagram, at Cozy ML Boots, And we'll get back to you. We'll let you know what's happening. So, again, take care of yourselves and each other. And we out. Peace.
1: Our last song, song 45. Now, it is not addressed uh, primarily to white people, though it does not put you down in any way. It simply ignores you. <laughs> For my people, need all the inspiration and love that they can get. So...